Welcome, everybody. Hey, it's Saturday. It is the last Saturday of the month of March. And we have a guest here who we love having because he's our regular author guy. It's Mr. Matt Shea. He will be here a little bit later. Hi, Matt. Hello, Eileen. Anyway, he's over in the corner there. He's actually in the studio today, so we can have him in the studio. It's really fun. So anyway, we're going to have him on. He's going to talk about all the projects that he's doing and that I'm involved with and a lot of us are involved with, too. So anyway, we're going to be doing that. And we're going to be doing today for the Astro Celebrity of the Week, Mr. George Siegel. And most of you know, if you know him, he died on March 23rd. He had a heart complication, which he died at, uh, during a heart surgery, I believe. Unfortunately, he was 87, and um, he was very talented. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about him and talk a little bit about his astrology when we get to it. His, his chart's really something. It's a real pistol. So anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about that. And let's see what else we're... Yeah, we're going to be talking about Matt and his... His business, of, you know, and the barrel full of monkeys. We're talking about that, too, because we have a lot of changes going on with that. We've got new people involved, and we're very excited about it. So we're going to be talking about that. So you'll get a real, real summation of what we're going to be doing. And also the current project, which has been in the works for a while, is now finally going to get into production. So we're really glad. So anyway, so that's it on that. And when we get back, we're going to do the Astro Celebrity of the Week going to take a commercial right now. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I am, by the way, Eileen Grimes, and I'm the astrologer that runs this show. And, of course, I guess, again, my guest is Mr. Matt Shea, and we're going to take phone calls today. So got to give the phone numbers out. Okay, so the phone numbers are... Um, excuse me, I'm looking them up. Uh, hang on. <laughs> I can never remember them. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay, 425-373-5527. And then we have statewide, which is 888. This is toll free. 888-298-5569. And you can call in and just talk to us if you have a question about what Matt's doing or anything else or what I'm doing, or we're just going to kind of open the phone lines for just some general conversation. Uh, I won't be doing readings today, but, you know, I probably will in the next couple of weeks, which will be fun. So anyway, okay, so right now we're going to be doing Mr. George Siegel on the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okay, so um, he just died. Three days ago, uh, four days ago, and um, his birthday is February 13th, 1934, at 4.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Manhattan, New York. Okay, he was born to a Jewish family, 
And um, and actually, it's interesting because he's an Aquarius, right? Now, he's not just an Aquarius. He's got five planets in Aquarius. So he's kind of like an overrunning part of his whole chart is about being unique and different. So I remember reading, I was doing a little background work on him today or yesterday, and it said that his Jewish family, basically he was secular when he grew up. And so it sort of came from the top down. So he basically didn't strike on a religion at all growing up, but he did appreciate his, his Jewish roots, but he never really relied on them. So in some respects, that was kind of um, distancing himself or perhaps rebelling against typical family values. So anyway, he has an interesting chart. First of all, let's talk about it here. Um, he has a son in, in Aquarius, obviously. He has moon in, in Aquarius, so he's basically born on just sort of a new moon. So he's got a sun moon. He's double Aquarius, and he has Capricorn rising, which I find an interesting trio. It's interesting because um, when you have Aquarius and you have Capricorn juxtaposed next to each other, say, in a sun or a moon or, or a rising sign, that basically means you have Capricorn, which is the status quo, and doing things the way your parents did it and their parents before that did it and all that kind of stuff. So you are not really willing to take risks to jump off and try something new. Well, Aquarius is exactly the opposite. It wants to do something new. So it basically kind of meant, and especially with all that other stuff in Aquarius, had Venus retrograde in Aquarius, Moon Aquarius, North Node in Aquarius. So it looks to me like, well, my gosh, into heck. He, has a, he was born on a solar eclipse. How about that? Looks like a full eclipse, too. So that probably blessed his life to some degree. Most of the time it does, it kind of adds for new, new possibilities, new things that haven't been done before. But it also, it's kind of a, a really an amazing um, good luck charm that just kind of sits on him. Okay, so he has Saturn in Aquarius, and I'm going to come back to that. He has the sun in Aquarius. He has five planets in Aquarius. So one of the things that um, I was thinking about, because he, he died at 87. Now, 87 is um, anybody who follows astrology and knows what years that we have different changes that come along. And there are life changes that everybody goes through. You're not immune. You have to go through them at a certain age. And that first one is the Saturn return, which happens at age 29, age 58, 59. And then the third one happens at age 87. Aha, or 88, right around in there. So I said, you know, he's probably about to go through a Saturn return, third Saturn return. We rarely, we rather, rather don't make it that much until 87. Now, I know one person who did. That was Betty White. On her 87th birthday, her career had a resurgence. I think she found some new series to be on. She she was very popular. She got on commercials. She was well. She is popular because she's so darn funny. So uh, yeah. So her her career basically had a rebirth at that point. And of course, she was a Capricorn anyway. And her Saturn was stationary too. Wow, we. So that's a trip trifecta there. So anytime you have Saturn's movements. In somebody's chart who is a Capricorn who has has Saturn that is stationary is going to feel the movements of that Saturn real strongly. Excuse me, I have to cough. <coughs> Thank you very much. Anyway, so I had to excuse myself. Anyway, so um, 
so yeah it was it was an interesting thing to see that in her chart and his chart too because according to my 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 schedule here he would have had it starting next may may of 2022 but in in actuality the saturn return kind of comes early it visits early because saturn is a planet of aging it is that it's the saturn, it is the planet of maturation it is it is the planet that moves so slowly that it brings things in on little cat's feet and then it jumps it in your lap for a few months and then it leaves but at that time between it comes into your life and when it leaves is a significant length of time. So it's a, a little bit, un, just about a year and three months pa- before his Saturn returns. So he was probably already feeling it now. So uh, with his health the way it was, it doesn't surprise me too much. So, you know, that's a little bit on him astrologically. But, you know, he had an amazing career. Um, he had, he was in so many um, amazing movies like Ship of Fools. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Most of these, most of these films, he was a sporting actor in it, and he'd always make an imp- impression. And he played. But the thing that was really funny about him, and I remember seeing him on talk shows, he would get on, and he'd talk, and he'd talk, and he'd talk, and then he would emphasize it by playing his banjo, kind of, you know. Hey, did you remember seeing that with him? You didn't see him. Okay, he's a little young for that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so. He would play the banjo sort of a a percussion background and so to implement or to emphasize what he's saying. But he was just really, really funny. He had a great sense of humor. So uh, let's see what else he had. Yes, he was born to a Jewish family, but he was born in a secular secular household. That's basically what happened. And um, he had a ragtime band of his own playing banjo and other stuff stuff back way back when he was younger so he's very very much um he had an a large encompassing life you know as far as the things that he did and the thing about his chart here is that i don't know we don't hear that much about this with him but it was all in his money house all of it he has one two three four five planets plus the north node oh wait it's six planets six planets five planets excuse me five planets in the second house. So I've seen that in one other person's chart, and that was Nelson Rockefeller's chart. So we call him Mr. Moneybags because <laughs> that's the house of money. So I have to wonder what kind of financial situation he was in, if he had trouble at all or whatever it was. But, you know, he, he has Saturn in that house, too. So that makes it a little bit more difficult to accumulate money. Basically means that you have to know that you have value, worth, and dignity in order for you to make the amount of money that you're worth, and it's basically you have to check in with Saturn for that. And Saturn is sort of the big boy guy, the the, the big father. If you if he knows that you're worthy and he knows that you know that you're worthy and for good reasons, then you can do it. Otherwise, it's a bit difficult. Otherwise, it leaves a person with a feeling of not being good enough. So anyway. Um, it's, it's interesting because Saturn also rules his ascendant, him being Capricorn rising. So he was a bit conservative growing up. But as he got older, I would probably venture to say this, when he got older, he started to extricate those ties to his father and ties to other things in his life so he could really become himself. The Aquarius archetype is so strong when it's this strong in his life, but it's also strong in any person's life if you're born under the sign. You know, Matt, you are kind of that way with a Sun-Uranus conjunction in your chart. 
So it, it sort of says, okay, I'm here to break through two different levels of consciousness, whatever they are. So you, you continually doing things where you're doing things in your family or something, and things you're doing it the normal way, the expected way, and then bam, you bop, bop out of it real quick. I had a plant manager who was an Albert Einstein in his own right. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And he explained to the bosses that I was a self-learner. Yeah. Leave him alone. He's not getting into trouble. If he needs help, he'll ask. He'll figure it out. If he can't, he'll be honest. Right. But he had me figured out real quick. See, right. And just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first time I saw your chart, the first time I met you, I said, well, there's an interesting way to describe this. It kind of says it's sort of like you're an alien and you've been dropped down at this planet and you have to do things in a human way, but something that you're not really familiar with, you yeah. know. So it makes you kind of different than everybody else. And that's the thing about making yourself feel different enough that people will notice you in a really good way, you know, and basically in a humanitarian way, because that's what Aquarians are. They're humanitarians. So um, I, I just find it interesting that um, he had so much Aquarius in him that was just some, somehow a major theme in his life to make sure that he does those things for himself and for other people. So um, let's see, what else was I going to mention here? There was something else besides the Saturn return. He had a Jupiter almost up close to the top of his chart, and that, that brings him fortune and goodwill and, and well recognition to his life. So... We must say that, um, and also on the seventh house, or eighth house, the house of passing away, Leo is on that house, and that rules the heart. So um, that's kind of interesting, too. But um, we can basically say that, oh, you got Uranus in the third house. I just noted that. He just can't get away from that from no matter what he does. So he's always... He's always taking his words and talking. He likes to shock people. Okay, and he has, you know, Mercury in Aquarius. Oh, Mercury in Pisces, excuse me. So that makes things interesting. So he's kind of, okay, so I'm analyzing this as I'm going. Can you tell? But his chart is so uh, varied, and but it's in a very narrow band that it's varied between Pisces, Aquarius, and other things in his chart. So um, he was definitely a unique individual, and he will be celebrated as one for as long as we can remember. So anyway, that's it on him. And we're going to take a break right now. When we get back, we're going to bring on Mr. Matt Shea. He's already here, but we're going to bring him on again. And um, we're going to go on from there. So this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Wanda Buckner, who is an energy healer and psychic. Mediumship is a natural extension of her work. She sees pictures and videos from people's and animals' lives, talks to them after their deaths, and views their past lives. Wanda's communication with the human and animal loved ones who have passed eases our loss and increases our understanding of this world and next. Even though we're in difficult times, you realize that you can still meet Wanda via Zoom if you'd like to talk to Wanda, contact her at WandaBuckner.com. Phone her at 360-491-3187 or email her at Wanda at WandaBuckner.com. 
This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Nels Rasmussen at HealingMinistryForAnimals.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald on Animal World. And this month, Kevin welcomes Reverend Kelly from the Green Lounge in Ontario, Canada, life coach Dana Parker, and the author of The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, Dr. Alan Laika. Hope you can join him for Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and with me today is our favorite author, Mr. Matt Shea. Hello, Matt, again. Good morning, Eileen, and good morning, Nathan. (laughs) Good morning, Matt. (laughs) Yes, we're all in the studio here, and we're going to be talking about Barrel Full of Monkeys. So that'll be probably our first thing, right? Well, the very first thing I want to do is just before we got on the air, my little sister, Moe, we call her Mo. Mo. She made contact and have a good show we're listening. So, Mo, you and the family, Mike, love you to pieces. Hi, Mo. Nice to talk to you. Excellent. Oh, you're going to be talking to her. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe she'll call in. Who knows? Okay, let me just give the phone numbers out really, really, really quick one other time. Okay, one eight 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 two nine. Wait a minute, that's wrong. I just get these wrong. I can't do this. Four two five three seven three five five two seven. That's our local number, and then toll free Western Washington is eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. That was it. Okay. Okay, so, all right. So, um, so what's going on in your life right now? Let's talk about that. Well, it's a lot of things. It's always a fun juggling act. And you and I, we touch base every night, as my little sister Mo and I do. She's yeah. always sending me stupid things from Get Smart episodes. And yeah. stuff. We laugh for hours every night. Uh-huh. But we are having a lot of fun with our sequel to Bear Full of Monkeys. Yeah. And Mary Beckman was yes. quite a choice. And what I love about that gal is the writings I do that are kind of Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's she perfect is for her. picture perfect on those. And she did one called Your Mother Should Know. And Kevin and I sat back and played it. And she was just a perfect fit. Doug Johnson was fantastic. She's good at this, too. I know. Yeah, I see when you, you contacted me and asked me, who can we get to, unfortunately, since Doug decided to step out of this, uh, who can we get to replace him and, and for this, this um, particular story? And immediately I thought, it's Mary Beckman. Of course it would be Mary, because she's so unusual anyway, and that she could read all the weird stuff, you know, and... So I, that's why I suggested her to you. So That's was, exactly that what it is, the weird stuff. And again, Doug, he's got an open door. He's got a golden key to us. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that's great. So you, we have a new, let's talk about the book that's about to come out because I keep hinting about it every week. Well, it's almost out, but we had to get replace one person and as Mary's been on, blah, blah, blah. blah. So um, how where is it right now in production? The book is ready to go, and my website guy, who is a pastor out of Illinois, he got double duty with the churches that he oh. that he uh, pastors and everything, to the point where we got put on the back burners. There's no bad guy, 
And so it's a state of limbo because this was supposed to be out a few days ago. It might be out early this week. They're finding someone to finish it up for us. Oh, good. And so the last minute we were put on hold. But the package is fantastic. Kevin gives a great introduction. You were fantastic because the last one we had, the first barrel full of monkeys, most of the people who wrote me, they liked yours. Oh, that's really sweet. Yes, they loved how you did Secret Radio, man. <laughs> that and was so, so you much did a, fun. Well, <laughs> my God, you had the jingle jangle stuff that Nathan threw in, and it was just well, a fun story. Fun. <laughs> Actually, got to give that credit to Eric, who is yeah, working for that. Yeah, he's the one that superimposed the, the voice thing on my when I was doing the alien. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Secret Radio Man part. <clears throat> and um, I think you had suggested, or I think Kevin had suggested doing that. <clears throat> excuse me so uh yeah and so we came in and i talked to eric about it and he says yeah we'll figure out something to put over it i didn't hear what he was going to put on but i heard it later on i said whoa that's pretty cool is that me <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i got the coffees this morning i hope i'm not getting covid i'm kidding <laughs> so frogs. it's a frog in, in here that just sounds like me right now. <laughs> ribbit, ribbit. Anyway, so, um, yeah, um, thank you for the frog. That was delightful. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, we're, you know, this thing is kind of interesting, coordinating all these people. There's going to be four people on this new one, right? Or five? Yes. Well, this second one will have four in it. And then the next one, we're looking at um, Tom to join us. It'll mm-hmm. be Mary's husband. Oh, that's right. Tom would be perfect reading that stuff. Yes, and have so you ta- we'll just, have you heard his voice? No, I haven't. It's really but, spooky, but I don't question stuff. when you recommend someone. Oh, he'd be great. Yeah, and he's just so much fun to be around. So, yes, yeah, he would be great to do it. And of course, he has extremely good high technology too. So, if you ever need that for him, so yeah. Oh, this be. is exciting. Yeah, yeah. Because the second one, it's all done. Mm-hmm. Just get it on the website. Yeah. Right. The moment that's on, we'll let everyone know, and then we'll start working on number three right away. Yep, yep. We're just moving right along here, so I've done two of them so far. I never thought I would be doing audio reading or audio books, but hey, you know, I figured, well, got to do what I got to do. So anyway, um, that's great. I'm glad to hear that that's going really well. And so what about your regular life? Now, you've got a real passion going on right now. I've got it in my car. Yes, I love trout fishing, (laughs) and my siblings are relieved to know that I'm back out there with my fishing poles. It's something I have done since early childhood. It's that Tom Sawyer in me. Okay. And I've had a wind streak. You have my rendition of Jiffy Pop. (laughs) I like to clean the trout, have it in foil, so all you got to do is slowly bake it in the, well, put it in the oven. Just put it on a pizza pan, and then a 25 minutes later, voila, there you got it. There you got it. That's a good idea. I was actually going to fry it up in a pan. Oh, no. I, uh, j- j- just heat up the foil like, oh, like you oh, do potatoes okay. in the, I don't even think in I the oven. It. Yes. Just put it on 350, let it go for about 25 minutes because fish okay. cook amazingly quick, but it's a form of actually poaching it. Yeah. It comes out very moist, and then the seasons of your choice. Oh, that's so good. He's been he's been catching trout lately, folks. You know, there's nothing better than fishing. It's a zen activity. I'm convinced of that. 
Oh, yes. And it really is. Where I go, it could be raining cats and dogs, and I could actually park strategically right at the edge of the lake. Yeah. I could have the poles out there leaning against one of my tables. Right. And life is good, and I always have a good thermos of coffee. And then the friends come out, the friendly faces, the people you only know in the barber shop right. or at the fishing hole. Now, where do you do this? Is it really close to you? Well, I have several places I go, and lately it has been Cranberry Lake at Deception Pass. And Cranberry oh. Lake used to be a cranberry patch for the Native American for their medicines. It oh, okay. became a man-made lake, but they have a lot of German brown and rainbow and I've caught trout there that resembled salmon. I've, okay. I have served trout dinners where people thought it was salmon. And wow. It's quite a compliment, but that's how big they were. Oh, wow. And, of course, they're tasty. I, I'm one of these guys. I'm very sensitive about cooking. I take a lot of pride in my cooking. That's right. Yeah, Virgo rising, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, I won't explain that to you. But, okay, so... Um, so I don't, it's interesting, you go a long way to go and, and um, fish, don't you? It is kind of a long distance. Uh, it's roughly an hour, but I love it. But I'm an early bird. Uh, yeah. I almost always get up and out the door long before sunrise. Yeah. So I'm having a cup of coffee. I've got a thermos. I'm happy. I'm mm-hmm. listening to the quiet. Or I might get a good talk radio show. Mm-hmm. And all the time, I play back recordings of our interviews or other shows you've done. Oh, so I'm great. never alone. Oh, great. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, fishing, um, I remember when I was very young, we used to go up to Whidbey Island every summer and spend time at a resort on the it was on the east side of the island facing Camino Island. And um, this, this was the best place to go fishing. It really was because the guy that ran place, his name is Trevor Roberts, he um, he was the amazing, the most amazing fisherman ever. He took he set, caught a seventy five pound salmon once, uh, you know it was really amazing, and he also cut a big huge ray, a stingray. It was a huge one out in the water, and was it was bothering all the people and the kids on the dock. So you'd be standing on the dock and it would flap underneath the under the dock and kind of knock the kids around. So he says, well, you know what, I'm going to go get that thing real quick because. It's bothering our people. So he went out one day and he caught it. It was huge. I've never seen anything. I think like his, the diameter of this thing was like four feet easily. It was huge. And so he decided to have a ray roast. (laughs) Well, in other words, we had a weenie roast every week at this. It was a resort for all the people that stayed there. It was such a great place. They don't do this kind of thing anymore. And it, it was just wonderful. And so we had a ray roast on Tuesday or Wednesday because we had a weenie roast on Tuesday. So he says, okay, come on down Wednesday. We're going to have the ray roast. And I went, okay. So I went down. It was the best fish I had ever tasted. I remember that. Really? Yeah, it was delicious. It was a really nice white meat, really soft, really tender. And, of course, beautifully barbecued over, you know, hot fire. It was fantastic. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it, it was such a wonderful memory back there because I had so many kids to play with when I was there. It was when I was about five to about ten years old. We go up there every year. <clears throat> and um, we just had so much fun. We had fun with Trevor and Harriet, the wife. And um, they were the ones that ran the place. And then all the people that stayed there was about ten cabins. And each cabin was about, you know, a two-bedroom house type of thing. Is this Rosario? No, this is on Whidbey Island. 
Well, there is one on Woodby Island called Rosario. Oh, Rosario is in Orcas Island. Well, that too, but oh, they also have one? one there as well. Oh, I didn't know. No, uh-uh. This is called Widow Wild Beach Resort, and this was on the east side of the island. It had been there for, you know, late, early 50s till mid-60s approximately. And uh, we, you know, we go up there every summer. I go up there for three weeks. Spent three weeks up there. We loved it. We fished every day. I really like cool. what you said about the open fire. Uh, there are beautiful campgrounds at Deception Pass Park, and people will walk around and watch oh, you yeah. fish. Yeah. Well, I've had my good days out there where I could give somebody like a 20-inch trout, and they're going to have that on the grill that night. The camp, right. you, all American all the way. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it, um, it, was, it was such a wonderful place going up to. I remember going up there every year. I was so excited to go. And we had just such a marvelous time. So anyway, okay, we got to take another break really quick. And when we get back, we're going to talk to Mr. Matt Chase some more. So this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a... <laughs> Excuse me. This is a live read from Mr. Matt Shea and Barrel Full of Monkeys. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Matt has started this new venture we've been talking about, Barrel Full of Monkeys Productions, which is a collection of Matt's writings in audiobook form. Our first book is out now, and it's only $5, and you can order at mattsheabooks.net. We will have our second book almost done, and we just told you about that. It's just about done. should be out I think within a week or two, I think. So, but I'll keep everybody, everybody up on that. So don't forget also one of Matt's finest books, The Matt O'Dale Community Project. It's a real winner. So Matt would love to hear from you and promises to answer any or all who contact him. You can write to him at his personal email address at workinmatt7, that's W-O-R-K-N-M-A-T-T-7 at AOL.com. And don't forget his website www.mattsheabooks.net. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Reverend Teresa Feeberts, who talks with us about themes of redemption, renewal, and reinvention on Good Friday, a day celebrated by much of the world. On Saturday, Carol Bromley, also known as the Easter Bromley, is passing out messages from her basket of goodies. Bringing you mastery and mystery, one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And with me today is our guest, Matt Shea. He's our usual author who comes on and tells us all sorts of good stories about what's going on. So, what else is going on? Well, to get back to the fishing, um, yes. this is hand-in-hand hand with the novel I'm working on. Oh. And Renee, who you know very well, Renee has already painted a beautiful cover for this book. Wonderful. It is a beautiful setting of a cabin in the woods. It mm. has rivers and so forth. And it has to do with the feud, but the fellowship of locals fishing together to mm. sort of diplomacy. And then there are some secrets about the residents. They're past and it all comes to life in this or united as one so when i'm out there i'm constantly taking notes and working on lines working on the book as i fish okay so what's the plot going to be about well it's about 
two families that are divided and grandfather has passed, grandmother's left, and they love the cabin grandma and grandpa uh-huh. had. So you have two families each on the opposite side of the riverbank with the family with the cabin in the middle because of a fork in the river, and they're wondering who is going to inherit which side of the family. Okay. So they're trying to win her favor and trying to set a legal stage, and it's not there to be a battleground. Mm-hmm. And so it's that type of story, and it has an on Walton's Mountain, Golden Pond type ending to it. Absolutely. That sounds perfect. You know, um, I was just thinking about fishing, and, and the art of fishing is very zen-like, you know. Yes. And um, so many people who fish, they don't just go to fish. You know, they're just going there, plop the needle on the line in the water, and just sit and just be with the water. Well, exactly, because... In that area, there's a lot of fun cafes, restaurants, and mm-hmm. so we're going to have a nice meal, whatever, and, hey, we'll meet you guys over here later right, or right. somebody's campsite. So it's when and when, and by the way, you might even catch one or two. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I you know, I have a few fishing stories here. I should tell them because they're kind of cute. This is when I was eight or nine years old. Uh, I used to fish off the dock at Whidbey Island with a while. And you could catch some decent fish that way, but you really couldn't catch that uh, stuff that you could eat. They're basically bullheads. You know what a bullhead is? Very well. <laughs> yeah, they're in plentiful supply, you know. And so uh, I remember one day I was out there. I think my dad and I were out there, and he I kept fishing all day. And I caught 29 bullheads. And I had them all sitting out on a log ready for, for a picture to be taken. I was so proud of them. And then I caught one flounder. Which okay, was, you're moving up. I'm moving up, yeah. At least I'll get something to eat, you know, out of it. But, yeah, uh, I love fishing. I, I just, um, I didn't have any trouble, you know, getting the fish and cleaning it afterwards. I love doing that, you know. And so um, I was a natural fisher person. I haven't done it in a long time, but it's it was it was very... It was so quiet and peaceful at that resort, and it was so, uh, the waters were always very peaceful. And so, um, of course, being a Pisces that I am, I gravitated towards that every year that I was there. So, I love that. And there are times where I went to fish, and I didn't fish. Mm-hmm. Those trails were talking to me, so right. I would walk the trails. And right. you always meet the most wonderful people there. Oh, yeah. Just the moment you get out that front door, it starts to unfold. Right, yeah. Well, we had it. This this resort had a big, huge playground and swings and stuff and a shuffleboard and all that kind of stuff that kids could play, which was basically geared towards kids, this whole playground, which was wonderful. And just below the big playground was a big um, baseball thing. So we went and played baseball, too. It was just a fabulous place, and the people were so wonderful there. The people that were next door to us, we'd always meet them, you know, whoever they were. We'd meet them and talk to them, and we'd have dinner with each other, you know. That's the kind of thing that I remember from my childhood very, very well that seemed to just band up people that were seemingly very different and very disparate from each other, but yet they found the common ground of of companionship, you know, and, and sharing a wonderful resort, which was just absolutely beautiful when it was built and there were all these wonderful cabins and and when Trevor and Harriet just decided to stop doing this they sold most of their land off and 
all these houses popped up in the middle, you know, where all the vacant the spaces were. And it was still beautiful there. And It's still beautiful, but now you're losing part of your childhood. Yeah, yeah. And it was like that. You know, the thing that was interesting that I, I went to up there to see if it was still there. And I went up there on my honeymoon when I got married, you know, and I think... Trevor was still there, that he saw me. I had heard that he thought I was who I was, and we didn't connect. But it was it was kind of dark, and, and all these buildings sitting there. And, and because it was on the east side of the island, the sun was on, on the, that part of the island in the morning and into the afternoon. But in the day, in the evening, it wasn't. It was on the other side, so it was kind of dark. But it was on my honeymoon. I just thought it was, you know, kind of a, like a you know, going from one stage of life to another stage of life, very symbolically. Oh, so, sure. yeah, I just thought it was just really interesting. So I was, this stuff is coming up right now. I'm thinking about it. I'm flashing back to that place. So it's really easy to do. But um, fishing is, is just such a, um, a universal thing that people share or they don't share it. It's but a fellowship. It is a fellowship, absolutely. And um, it's a lot of fun. So... That's neat. Do you have anything else? What else do you want to well, say? Well, I want to throw something at you. Our yeah. friend Pete, so yeah. often he's at the readings after dark, and he's right. a lot of fun. He's a great guy to sit back, and I do road trips with him. Right. I have books of a list of hotels that claim to be haunted, haunted mm-hmm. resorts, whatever, and an excuse to just do a guy road trip thing. Right. Well, he and I are getting lined up to hit a few hotels that lay such claim so oh. I could take notes and present them to radio shows. And pr- including this one, the Jupiter Rising show. Yes. And what got Pete going on this, and he, he loves your show, and he likes the readings after dark. I think you've done two readings on him. And he's still, oh, yeah, I have. He, right. Yes, that really uh, opened his eyes because mm-hmm. it was new to him. Years ago, Pete had a house, and it was winter time, and he was up on the roof, snow and ice. He lost his footing and he's sliding off of an incline. I remember incline. hearing about that. Yes, yeah. and something, some invisible force, something stopped him, Wow. prevented him from, well, maybe he wouldn't be here now with us. He Who would, knows? So he wouldn't fall off the roof, essentially. And once in a while he mentions that because that's out of the norm. Something, for whatever reason, right. was looking out for him. Right, yeah. And he, he gave me permission to talk about this. He's listening right now. Oh, good. Hi, Pete. And he... <laughs> Later bought another house, and he had a few things happen. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, is it a territory thing, or is he, does he have the company of some spirit stuff? We don't I know how to interpret that. I look at his chart, and I could probably tell you, you know, if he has, uh, I don't know, not entities that are trying to, to sabotage him or not. No, I'm just looking at entities in general. If he's got guides or something around him. Um, I can't remember his chart right now, so I'll have to look at it and see. But chances are, okay, here's the kind of the rule of thumb. If he's had it one time, okay, that could be just a wild hair type of thing. It just happened. If it's happened more than twice or three times, that's something you pay attention to because that's kind of a, that's on trend, you know, for something else. But it could be that there are spirits or something around him when he's, you know, in his home environment, obviously. So I would expect to see certain things in his birth chart, um, like, say, Neptune in the fourth or something like that. That would be something like that. But um, it could be that, you know, 
if he's had more than two or three of these incidences, he's got to be careful. Yeah. Well, his daughter and niece were visiting him, and they saw an ashtray by itself take flight off of a table. Oh, and then when they were staying with him, they could hear the footsteps going the length of the oh hallway, but Dad was in his bedroom. Okay. And right. so, and another thing that happened was he had a chest that was the size of a coffee table, one of those heavy things full. And when he lives by himself, mm-hmm. and when he was um, doing work in the backyard and occasionally stepping in his home, when he was going back and forth, when he returned to his back steps, that thing on its own slid in front of the door and blocked it. Now, the house is level. We didn't have an earthquake, but something is trying to communicate. Okay, so this him. is three different times, right, that it happened? That I know of. Okay. Within two different homes. Was it in the same house or in different homes? Uh, the ashtray and the trunk were in his present home. The roof, when it was snowing out, that was years back in another house. Okay, all right. So there is something going on with, uh, it's called home karma. No, it's not karma at all. It's just something that's happening, you know, supernatural events happening around him in his home environment. So I'll have to take a look at his chart next time I see him. We'll take a look at it, see what's going on. We can, you know, it. if it could be, you know, it might be that, you know, he's got some little pranksters that are trying to, you know. That is ruled out. He lives by himself. I mean, pranksters in spirit form. Oh, excuse me. Okay, sure. I didn't mean people really alive. I mean, people that are are already gone, but they're being silly, you know, because there are some of them like that. Yeah. This is something he always kept to himself. You know, he and I worked together for years. But having gotten a reading from you and some of the shows I've done, mm-hmm. he and others talk about it a little more. Okay. And so now we go to these places just out of curiosity. We're not trying to tantalize anything. Right. It's like the Roman Colosseum. So much history, you would like to see it. Right, exactly right. Okay. Well, we'll check into it next time I see, um, see him, and we'll talk about it. Okay. All right, so it's time for us to take another break right now. And we'll when we get back, we're going to be finishing up with our guest, Mr. Matt Shea. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. Retirement consists of a lot of moving parts. She will help you help, excuse me, she will help you with Medicare plans that best suit your needs. Medicare is not only a state specific but county specific. Having a lot of opportunities, she will help you narrow down your choices to one that is suitable for your health and financial needs. This includes Advantage plans, supplements, and prescription drug plans. That's Part D. Okay, seniors can rely on Susan to obtain, help obtain, financial security through many programs that protect seniors from market downturns and guarantee a competitive rate of return with no downside risks. Susan also can educate you on long-term care. This is an area many people do not plan for in retirement. Early planning can protect your assets and provide dignity in your later years. 
Susan enjoys working with people and has partnered with Medicare Exchange located in Tacoma and Linwood, Washington. You can talk freely about your situation and you will know that Susan will work to make you comfortable in all decisions that need to be made. You can contact her at 253-318-9379 or by email at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we're finishing up with our wonderful guest, Mr. Matt Shea. And see, what haven't we covered today? Well, that commercial, I love hearing the Susan Bergstrom commercial. Yeah, she's going to be on the show next week, too. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, I've always volunteered for seniors, and I live in a 55 and older community, and Mm -hmm. we have quite a range. We have the old, old people, people like me that don't realize we got old yet, (laughs) and you got the young ones that look like they're in their 20s. Right. But we have what we call... Club 59. Uh We live off of the 5900 block. And what it is, is... This is is in Burien, right? Well, no, this is in Marysville, where I live now. But Club 59 in our park we live in, Uh we have an outdoor station that is for food, but Mm -hmm. for the locals. And so we're constantly putting canned foods in, uh, macaroni or books, and it's constantly rotating the stock. Wow, that's great. We're always seeing people up there with their carts, with their walkers getting right. it, and then other people swinging by. So it's always fun because every time I look through it, because it's a plate glass window cabinet, right. like a china cabinet, it's always a new arrangement. And when I catch my fish, I have those on my list. And I'm proud because I'll have the cast iron cookware, my bed of rice that will have almonds and broccoli in it, yeah. and then a nice seasoned trout on that in here. Sounds delicious. Well, it's fun. It's all for one, one for all. The ultimate is to feed somebody at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. So we have that going on in my community. When I hear Susan's commercials, well, hey, that's what I believe in. Yeah, um, she's been doing this for a very long time, I think about five or six years now, and she helps people. Uh, she helped me out, you know, four or five years ago when I turned 65. Yeah, it's been four years now. Jeez, it was. Anyway, uh, she helped me. She says, we need to sit down and talk about your medical plan because, you know, you're going to turn 65. You'll be on Medicare. I said, okay. And I just went, uh, you know, kind of, oh, whatever. I was just kind of lackadaisical about it. But she, you know, she turned my head around when it came to, you know, what kind of benefits I could get, you know. And I basically have enough benefits for many people, you know, because the way she set it up. Anyway, she did it really, really well. And so um, I couldn't do better on this kind of thing. So, you know, I, I was just thinking for you up there, if you know the people really well, it might be a good idea to tell them about her. Yes. And maybe they could, she can come up and do something with them. You yes. Know? Yeah. Okay. Well, something I get is I'm always the guy on the spot, the reporter, whatever, and I ask people history of the town I live in. Yeah, right. And so they'll say, oh, you got to call so-and-so, whatever. And so I will meet, it'll be coordinated, and I'll meet an elder who has something to say because they grew up there. You're an expert. Now, here is something that got me. Where I live, a few blocks up, we had a town that was called Edgecombe. 
It's now gone. Okay. But at one time it was, and some of the old structures there go back over 100 years. It used to be, I think, like a dime store or something. Oh. Well, the old timers can point that out. Mm-hmm. Now it's been meshed in with the new streets and everything. Oh, okay. Uh, Stanwood, I, I, I met one of the old timers at a local Denny's in that area. Right. Did you know that we have an old gold mine here? He explained right where it was, an old gold mine. No, I didn't know He said the dirt road that leads to it, you could see the metal frame that the vehicles would drive into, welcome to it, but that was an actual gold mine. Okay. But there are telltale signs of what society that region was over 100 years ago. If a person's old enough, they could tell you firsthand or tell you things that their parents told them. Okay. That's and I'm great. always looking for people like that. That's great. You know, I, I'll meet them somewhere, have coffee, lunch, yeah. introduce, take my notes. Yeah, because you know something, uh, and, and President Biden has talked a lot about this since he came in office, but we've got to look out for each other. We really do, and especially the seniors do, because we generally, seniors, I know, being one, that, you know, you don't really uh, reach out to people when things are going wrong because you just figure out you just handle it yourself, you know, in some way or do it through your medical. But, you know, getting your friends on your side, getting a plan together when you are, uh, when you get sick so that you can be taken care of or taken to a doctor or something. And also finding somebody who can help you find a good medical plan because, it's so important for seniors to be on a plan they can afford because, you know, there are a lot of them that they can't afford, but a lot that can't. So it's important. I mean, this is kind of my way. I, I kind of look at this show as a networking thing. I network on other for other people, and that's what my advertising is about. By the way, if you want to advertise with me, you can contact me at 206-816-0546. So anyway, I just my commercial for myself. But, you know, uh, to network, and this is the whole thing about what's happening in the stars and the planets. We're now moving into a real sign that the age of Aquarius is starting. And age of Aquarius is all about taking care of everybody else. It's what it's about, you know, and, you know, to, uh, you know, like sending somebody off an expert to help the people in the place where you live. That's very important stuff because they don't know where they can get those things. Where I live, every home has a sign in the bedroom window that faces the street that says, okay, mm-hmm. or need help. Wow. And if one of those signs hasn't been moved in a while, they play it safe and they knock on wow. that door. That's amazing. What happens with seniors is that they get more and more guarded. Yes, they Where do. they become more recluse. Yes. And they stay indoors, and you have to take some sort of, measure, welfare yeah. check to see if they're okay, if they need exactly. something. They're so you have a system built into your into the place where you live, basically. Yes, they, everybody's looking out for one another. That's fabulous. Yes. That is so, that's beyond fabulous. We have block watch people that give their dogs a walk because they are looking at those okay signs or wow. need help or to see if something has moved for a while. And let's yeah. check on that person. Yeah, that's, you know, at some point, when I ever move out of my place, that's where I want to end up going, to a, a senior type of thing, community. Because um, it's, first of all, it's probably affordable. But number two, it's, um, it's very, very, very conscious about how they treat their people and make sure everybody gets care when they need it. 
So that's just awesome. It really is. That's a great idea. So anyway, well, my dear, this has been a lot of fun today. We had a good time. Oh, I love it here. <laughs> I think you'd move in if you could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So would I, actually. I love it in this studio. Uh, we, get, we have the opportunity to do our show either from home on Zoom or do that here in the studio. And a lot of people have decided to do it on Zoom at home because they just don't want to, you know, um, you know, get exposed to the virus. I've never worried about that. I've been doing this for the past year since the COVID started. I'd rather be in the studio. The studio is so wonderful to be in. So, we have lunch afterwards. Yeah, and we go to Applebee's afterwards. So any of you people out there listening, if you know Applebee's is in uh, Factoria, that's where it is, you know, we're going to be there in about uh, about 10 minutes. So anyway, so you can come join us there. I'm not really kidding. Well, I am not kidding either. It'd be kind of fun. So yes, and you might get a reading out of yeah, it. Yeah, right. So, or anyway. a book. I always carry <laughs> so some. Carry. Yes, and he carries books with him, too, and you get them for free because he's really nice about that. So anyway, so thank you very much for being on the show today. It was really awesome. Number 19 with you. 19, yes, 19th show. We'll have a big celebration and party for the 20th show. We really will. So anyway. Okay, so um, as far as my announcements go, I'm going to be at uh, Pizza Casa on Monday to do After Dark readings. I'm doing one for the owner there on Monday. That'll be at 4 o'clock or 4.30 that I will be there. And so I'll be there for about 4.30 till about 7 approximately is the time that I'm going to be doing it. So that's right down there on uh, Pacific Highway Southwest and right off the freeway. Just, you know, really close to uh, uh, JBLM. So anyway, it's not too hard to find. So I'll be doing it there. And then also, of course, I do the, how much time have I got? Three minutes. Okay, I'll talk slow. Anyway, <laughs> so I also do uh, the horoscope for KKNW's website. Do that every week. Do it tomorrow, and then on Monday at about noon will be the um, they will be posted. They're kind of fun to do. I've been doing it for the past three years now. Can't believe it, but you know it's kind of like you know it's gotten me into the habit of writing every week, which is really what I really welcome. Welcome, you know, keep it moving out. So anyway, um, so that's it on that. Do you have any things that are coming up, Matt? Any um, things? Well, I want to start attending your readings after dark. I just yeah, can't do. pass up a meal at the pizza cost. Oh, I know. And Joni, Joni is and there everybody. Yeah. And all the time, somebody, Eileen, this is how you sound on the radio. <laughs> well, I do my best. Anyway. And we are at phase three now for the restaurants. That's true. We are, you know. so I assume the same for Pierce County, too. I yes. know King County. Yes. Yeah. So they can have 50% of their um, capacity which last week wasn't too bad because they got there early. But, um, yeah, it's a great restaurant, and they have the best food. They really do, and especially their lasagna. I'm telling you, I brought it home the other day, and I had brought most of it home. I still have some of it, and that was Monday. So, well, more than that, we will order a good pizza. And yeah, just we will. have at it. This is on us. Yeah, that's And tell right. us about yourself. Are you going to join me on Monday? Yeah, I'm going to be there. Oh, good. That's great. That'll be great. Okay, so you'll have to come at about 4 o'clock because I'm doing a reading for Joni at, at 3.30. So anyway, something like that. So, okay, thank you very much. It'll be nice to see you there. 
Okay, so anything else? Let's see. I'm looking horoscope columns just did that. Okay, I think we're done. All right, and so um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com. You can get Matt at MattSheaBooks.net. And so that's it. I think we're done. Or is, is, is I hear the music coming in. There it is. Okay, that's it for us today. And you guys have a good week and stay tuned for the Psychic Spectrum. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.